0: their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more that's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off BlueNile.com code LISTEN
1: drawstring
2: chinos or whatever Mm. a versatile trouser exactly
1: 20 Minute Tim's flagship podcast, episode number 289. I'm your host Jamie, joined by Melly. You are. And Stephen. We're going to try a wave this week Ooh. for the for the benefit of the video Video people only, of you. Yeah, for you, those of you who don't know, um, come this season we started producing this podcast on YouTube. You can watch us in glorious HD on youtube.com slash 20 Minute Tim's. If you're already doing that on YouTube, please subscribe and like. Help us out in the algorithm, help us out building the channel and all that sort of stuff. And another way to help us is, of course... Patreon.com slash 20minutetims where you can get amongst other wonderful podcasts from us three match reactions and we had one last night for Celtic v Hibs Green Monday you coined it Melly. Blue Monday is how everyone else calls it but we coined it Green Monday I thought that first half of football was absolutely brilliant
3: yeah after the wee break we've had and come back getting back into the stadium once you sit down, you go, oh wait, there's a game here to we played, and mm. you forget that, and Hib's a good team playing well under the two games they've had under Maloney. Celtic just blew them away, blew them away, fast out the blocks, just, woof, the pressing <laughs> was brilliant. to <Dante> McPherson there. Yeah. <laughs> the pressing was brilliant, and the new boys looked great, so you're like, we're back,
2: we're back with a bang. Absolutely, thoroughly enjoyable, at least half of football, it kind of... They fizzled out a wee bit towards yeah, yeah. the end but that's maybe to be expected as we come back from uh, a winter break a winter break that we won we forced <laughs> through so that we had fit players fit back so yeah. thanks Beaks at the, <laughs> the SPFL for sorting that out for us wink but um, yeah I thoroughly enjoyed the first half was absolutely superb the atmosphere was great the football was great always good always exciting to go along and see debuts yeah, as well I- but for, for them we both impress and we'll get on to that obviously but you know main Main feelings about the game was an enjoyable night to be back at
1: the old Celtic Park. Oh, absolutely, and I mean it, it makes it all the better because it was a, you went in that game a bit of trepidation. There'd been a lot of talk, obviously, about the new players coming in, about the transfer window, about everything else that's happening. A few transfers went awry, players leaving, and all that. And the focus in that window kind of moved away from the football. But as the game caught you got, and as I was coming to the stadium, I was like, still a difficult game here that we need to win. Yeah, and no,
3: uh, Hibs are looking good under Maloney, as I've said, and kind of get the impression with the way he's going that they're going to come and play football mm. and we play to them they tried to do that but when you're looking at Celtic as well it was the right we've got a couple of new signings in but there's still a lot of players that potentially could have been out injured like I didn't think Jota would make it last night so no. seeing him in the bench having Jackie Marcus Mikey Johnson as well options up front then we can make substitutions you're like all right, right, this is how other teams do it. They can make
2: subs that can affect the game. I forgot what that was like. And the bench was worlds apart from what we've had recently. Yeah. Though. I thought you were going to say world class. <laughs> it, was world, it was world class. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah, I can't, Compared to what we've had recently with like ball and Sorrow and guys yeah. like that
1: getting dragged up for nowhere onto the I th- bench. I so. think the difference of the bench this time was these are players that you can actually see starting games and contributing. Yeah, yeah. yeah whereas yeah, before, yeah. it's it's basically you're, you're, left, you're left with any options. I think the, the the main thing people wanted to see yesterday, obviously, um, apart from the Celtic back, was Daisenmayda and Rio Hitati. Daisenmayda right off the bat gets a goal. What did you think of him, Stephen?
2: Brilliant. I mean, what a debut. What was it? Four minutes or something? Yeah, like scored. I was extremely confident he was going to score. And I said that before the game when we were recording her at the match podcast. How much, um, how much, you win? How much did they win? Nothing. <laughs> absolutely nothing. Did, did you not, know bet that, <laughs> that was
1: an absolute stick on. I know. That was an absolute stick on. I know.
2: A little bit quiet on the ball for the rest of the game, yeah. but, but you could see what he brings to the team. He's constant energy. and I mean, Similar to Kyogo in that way, and that you can see how much of a threat he is, even if he's not on the ball. It's a constant work rate, constant pressing. Very, very fast as well. So what a start. It's always great to get hit the ground running like that in terms of goals for a, for an attacking player. Of course it is, but you can see what dimensions he brings to, yeah. to, to, to the team as well.
1: And what it is, is especially with Kyogo out, I- He's kind of slots in the same way Kyogo yeah, does. We yeah. don't need to change the entire way that we're approaching these games.
3: No, he is he very similar in the way he plays and that pressing as well. The, the one where it goes right back to the keeper and he presses the defender, then goes to press the keeper. Yeah. But Macy... They call that
1: the pressy press. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: Macy, uh, he, he took... He didn't take too long on it, but just the sheer pace of the guy yeah. took Maeda so close to him. And I think teams will get caught out by that. We've seen it in the cup final with Kyogo. Like, just got in behind Hibs twice and buried two chances I can see the same in Maeda I think he might look a bit better away from home when there's a wee bit mm. more space but Hibs played by back three last night he didn't have much space but from what you've seen of him and we've seen games from Kyogo where he does nothing bags two goals Yeah, Maeda's going to
1: not be prominent in the game but score I'm all for it. See, that's getting the players in, in early, Stephen, and, like <laughs> <laughs> and then like having bounce games and all that. So it's the stuff I do in Football Manager. See, when you've got like that space where a lot of games are like, I'll get a bounce game, get some of the guys and get them used to playing each other. So approaching things in this organised fashion is so unusual. <laughs> Well, the, the, but the point I'm coming to is it, it kind of made dividends you've got Rio Hitati, who we're obviously going to talk about you've got Mada getting off the score sheet and his first, his, his first couple of minutes in the side you're like okay I can see the benefits to actually managing a football team
2: we've said this so often over the years and with so many managers now what are we on our fourth manager or something like yes. that as a
1: podcast we've said it yes.
2: so many times in so many transfer windows we want to get them in early so that they've, they've integrated into mm. the team we give them the best chance of like playing straight away <laughs> for the second half of the season and for the next season for qualifiers and all that but I've become so bored of saying it that I thought but it's never actually happened See, so what's the point in actually talking mm. about it but maybe talk about the board and all that kind of stuff maybe it's well as I said it's helped a lot by the fact that the Japanese season is finished but also there was a lot of you know, rancor and mm. you're, you're the rancor mate if anyone <laughs> there was a lot of rancor after the the, the summer window mm. where Ange had mentioned that maybe he's not making clear enough yeah. that he he wants players in urgently so maybe they've taken that on board and thought well, this guy's no joking or maybe they guy- sacked
1: a guy that's responsible <laughs> <laughs> well but maybe yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I think the thing is like everyone's like I don't, no, don't want to get you the ball too much everyone's like I finally getting these players in early doing all these I think you touched I think there's an element of it's because it's Japan and these players yeah. that Most players as you, We've spoken about on this podcast Loads of times Players want to know What their options are Come these windows So that yeah. it's in their interest To leave it sometimes To the last minute Some players want their futures Tidied up and organised to its suite, but a lot of people we'll see what we can get, but obviously it's a different situation when you bring them in. So it's not like we've, we've identified these guys from Japan, plus guys from Holland, plus guys from England, and they're all in early. It just so happens that these ones, I think, have benefited for circumstance here a wee bit. Oh. Uh, yeah, and the,
2: these main, the, the kind of mainstream transfer window, the, the one we have in Europe, they're not all lined up like that. The one we have in Europe, for the most part, is often a, a domino effect thing. So there's yeah. a knock on if... Players will, our teams will hold on to their players till the last minute because they want replacements in before they sell them. No such worries here because that quite often happens and there's suddenly a flurry at 10 o'clock on the day of the deadline.
1: I was listening to Sports Sound. Uh, This will come up a lot probably. Sports (laughs) Sound podcast. Uh, That's a national broadcaster by the way for anyone listening from Australia or Japan as we tend to now. Um, They they said Celtic have pulled two more rabbits out that it looks like Celtic have pulled two more rabbits. Rabbits out the hat with the uh, Dyson, Maeda and Reo Tati, and that suggests to me, let me say, Rabbit, there's an element of like, How did they f-? <laughs> <laughs> Like David Blaine reaction. The Sports Institute, <laughs> they're all oh, <laughs> Oh, shit. What the fuck? Where'd you get these guys from? The reality is, we just went to Japan and bought two of their best players out yeah. <laughs> of
3: the league. The top goal scorer and a guy that's just won the league <laughs> playing in midfield. It's not a big leap to say that Celtic scouted these guys and Postacol, who knew who they were mm. and how got them. They were it,
1: both in the team of the year.
3: Yeah, it's, it's not as if they're like, Midland Japanese players that he's picked out and went, oh, I can really mould these guys. Yeah. They're already into their professional careers, look very good and look good for Celtic. Now it's one of the, it's just an old, old school, is it? Yeah. Old school, school I mean, I, Sports I mean, well,
1: I spoke to you, oh, you're talking about, you're talking about Sports Sound. I, it's just, well, uh, it was old school because Chick Young, <laughs> after the game, said to Ange-Posicoglore, he goes, you know, there's a bit of the you know when I saw Reo Tati on the ball there it reminded me of Shinsuke Nakamura do you see that and Ange went not really mate he's Reo Tati." <laughs> yeah. now they've got similar hair that's yeah. and an a great first touch that's kind of where the similarities begin and end so but you know but you know where they they're always trying to make up these stories these headlines it's all the, it's all the same one thing I found with Dyson Maida was uh, everything you said I can't really add to what you are saying This is, he looks very much in the Kyogo mould he's got that great pace relentless work ethic up front I thought he was quiet apart for his goal, and I, I thought some of that was down to the delivery that he was or wasn't getting. Mm. And Abada on the wing, you, we've got over discussed the Abada thing to death. We, we we don't really need to go over it and over it again. But I just think it's going to be crucial that when he's there, we need to find him, and we we struggle to find him. And sometimes, like I'm watching Abada at the game. He's not even his head up. He's like the ball. He's not even taking an information to find out where this new guy is mm. in order to get the ball into him.
3: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see long-term where Maeda plays because looking at that front three last night before the game, me and Stephen discussed it. Like, Yes, Maeda. Without me? Oh, Uninvited. <laughs> uh, Maeda was in, which obviously takes the headlines. But when you look beyond that, Forrest Abad out wide, Fabada's out right we preferred him playing up front recently mm. thought that was his better position and Forrest he's never really played well on the left we always prefer him out right so it's two guys and a new guy up front You're like, oh, we kind of need to win this game here but with the early goals it sort of calmed that down but as you said Maeda quiet but at the same time didn't get the service and I felt the service from the midfield to the wide players could have been a lot quicker but when the wide players got on the ball I thought Forrest and Abada were really poor and long term the way Ange is bringing in players the level were like we can maybe mm. touch on Martin Boyle I think Celtic are a level above Martin Boyle now in the terms of signings but with Maeda Kyogo Jota to come back I just don't really see Forrest and Abada being well, long term well, players
1: well, for, say, what, what, what you're saying there is about being levels above Martin Boyle, I think the players that Ange is bringing in are levels above the players that are already there, Stephen. With the obvious exception being Callum McGregor, hmm, um, right. I think the likes of, when you look at the players that Ange is capable of getting, like the the quality that we can now bring into this club through his leadership, you're looking at Greg Taylor, who had a good game yesterday, fair enough, and, well he had an okay game yesterday, you're looking at Mikey Johnson, you're looking at James Forrest and you're thinking, see if was given another 15 million quid, and, and allowed to go into the transfer market he could probably replace you guys quite easily for the, the, the quality of talent he's finding and at the value we're bringing them in
3: see on that I agree with that I think we are levels above those sorts of well not levels above but just maybe the, if these players don't hit form over mm-hmm. the next couple of months you'll maybe see they'll struggle do to you get think back. Mickey
1: Johnson's running a problem because he keeps getting chances and Andrew's already spoken on the Mickey Johnson thing saying I can't construct anything from him he trains with us he gets chances he needs to take it he keeps getting chances but he's never really taking them you can make the same argument for James Forrest as well since yeah. he's come back in. Uh, uh, Do you don't think it's more pressing though for Mikey Johnson because James Forrest is came, forged out a good career and he's kind of at the tail end of that career yeah. whereas Mikey Johnson's at the start of it and you're thinking, and every time I see Mikey, I want him to do well, you all want yeah. the, the guys that come through that you think to do well but he's starting to frustrate me a wee bit if I'm being polite, I'm like, come on Mikey man, just take one of these chances.
3: Yeah, hopefully now that we've got more options in, there's not that pressure on these guys, Look, they're playing for Celtic, they should be able to play under pressure but what I want to see is Say it's Johnson, Forrest or Abada, I want to see them alongside Kyogo and Maeda or Kyogo mm. and Jota. So it's not like Johnson, Forrest and Abada up front because yeah. none of them are on form. None of them are playing well. I'd like to see one of them in with the, the other two of the good three. So long term now we've got options. It takes the pressure off them a bit and hopefully they can come into a team that's playing well. And like that St game was one that... You're relying on Johnson and a bad score. It's not ideal. Now we've got options. It takes the pressure off them. Jackamakis is in there as well. But I think Celtic are just moving up slightly. But at the same time, Forrest, Johnson, and Greg Taylor, guys that aren't on massive wages, guys that are Scottish or come through Celtic, that's kind of ideal backup for mm, Celtic yeah, in these yeah. positions. You can't just go out and bring in a whole raft of players. You need guys that have been there, knows. No, the city knows what it takes because like you go. Celtic, are f- Celtic are full of guys like that. Maybe it doesn't always <laughs> need to be a Kieran Tierney or an Aiden McGee that comes in and is the-, the mainstay. If Celtic's youth academy can produce players like. Welsh like Forrest like Mikey Johnson that can come in do a decent job but there's always better players than them that's fine as well for me I just wonder if
2: that's a good spot for Mikey Johnson to oh, be in that's uh, exactly was, what I was
1: about to say you think he'd be happy with that probably not but
2: Mikey he's not a major story from this game I don't really want to dwell on him too much but just to, to speak to the sort of perception of him as a Celtic player these days I said when he came back into the team that the unfortunate thing with him being injured so often, is that I kind of forget he's there. I forget well, he exists. The, but so
1: so to just know, come back to this game briefly, that's yeah. kind of the impact of it. that we've now got all these options where Mikey Johnson, as a result of these new players coming in, the yeah. options we have might find this time limited.
2: And and since he's been back in the team that I, when we were talking about transfers and the amount of players coming in, we said that players need to go. And I just looked around my my mind brain for, for a player that might embody that. And I, I, I just said, well, maybe Mikey Johnson will go. And that kind of speaks to how I can I think of him but yeah. I, I want him to do well as well but I just I don't know if I necessarily see a place for him going forward but I don't think at this stage of his career with 22 maybe 23 or something that he's going to be wanting to be the, the fourth best winger uh, or something like pre- that precisely. Yeah, precisely Precisely see do, you
1: see, do you see a front three of Jota Dyson and Kyogo? I hope so I think they the three early days on Maeda
3: despite not really being involved last night he got a goal and uh, that's cr- Cracking it another option up there if Kyogo's out. I'll be interested to see him if... Kyogo's not looked good when he's moved out to the left-hand side. He's looked better through the middle. I'll be interested to see how Maeda does because he didn't quite get the ball last night and dribble and run at players. So it'll be interesting to see Mm. if he's going to play out wide. If he can do that, he can score goals. We've seen that from the YouTube highlights on last night. It'll just be... If he can play out wide, that'll be great if him and Kyogo can interchange. But I think the main thing is if we can get Jota back and get him fit, mm. he's a guy that can take on players, has that bit of magic as well as the end product. So if there's a bit of variation between the front three and look, it's, it's a long season. There's loads of games like we've seen. If we start selling wingers. We might lose players yeah, yeah. and we mm-hmm. don't know how Keog- long Kyogo is going to be out for. So I think we would be best keeping guys that have played a part maybe getting rid of that sorrow, and goalie, all that sort of nonsense until the end of the season. <laughs> but, uh, with that front free, that's like the sort of dream front free. Hopefully, we can get it on the pitch at some point.
1: Stephen Melly said, like, one of the frustrations for last night was the time it took the the, the midfield to turn on the ball and uh, play in the wingers. And, uh, you know, it was a comical moment that led to the penalty for us, where Greg Taylor accepts the ball in midfield and he's got about 20 th- or yards or 25 yards to run into. And he just pings the ball forward and it ends up, you know, the defender handballs that we end up getting the penalty off the back of it. But one player who's made the difference for sure in that midfield was Rio Hatati. I thought the guy was unbelievable in the first half. I sent th- you. In the group chat, I put hatati fire emoji.
2: <laughs> says it all. Says it all. Simple. Oh, and we to didn't the point. even need to reply to it. He didn't yeah. even need to. <laughs> no, just an absolute player. I took my phone out and just sort of nodded <laughs> towards it. <laughs> but uh, he was outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. And I, I said to Mel at halftime, he's definitely going to get that obligatory new guy man no. of the match award at Celtic Park. The the, the corporate voted thing. The jaw award. Par- yeah, the jaw mm. award. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets it on their debut. It's just a shame he had to share it, a, a debut with Maeda. But I absolutely outstanding. What I like about him, and we spoke about this after the game as well, is that even if he's giving the ball away, it's because he looks like he's trying to make things happen. Mm. It's, it's not like he's dithering on the ball and, or playing slack passes. If he if he does play a slack pass, it's because he tried to get it forward. Or maybe with the short amount of training that they've had, and they'll played against each other plenty as well, he looked to be looking for that, made a run without really necessarily looking as well he would yeah. just turn and play a ball in and it
1: wasn't always reaching
2: its intended target but i'm fine with that if you're trying to make something happen
1: and he was also trying to see sometimes when he lost the ball, he was always try to win it back yeah yeah. it was yeah. on this all oh, hands in the air or whatever he was like i need to get it back he was what i loved was Melly. he's all over the place i mean he was all over that pitch his heat map was ridiculous someone tweeted it but you could just tell watching it he didn't even need the heat map he's looking for it at all times of everyone even when he's got one or two guys at his back he's looking to give it and go just constant movement in that midfield. And you're like, this is it because we've got again, we're quite midfield heavy with players that aren't necessarily that good or aren't going to contribute very much, but we've managed to find a guy here who is entirely different to any other midfielder we've got at the club.
3: Yeah, it's it's early days, but it's the, if you're sort of picking a player that we need, that is it, that energy in there. I think we spoke about it last week, that energy and dynamism and he brought that in some Mm -hmm. more last night. The, the energy, the pressing and his pressing is really good, but it's another guy to add to Maeda and Kyogo where it's another player in there Mm. doing what Ange wants to do. And it's another player that is doing it. And if somebody's not doing it, it becomes very, very obvious. So we see yeah. seen with Kyogo, the lift, he instantly gave Celtic by doing this press. Everybody else has to get up to that standard. We've got another two players in there that are bringing that standard up as well. So you're thinking that like, there's no room for passengers in this team anymore from the midfield forward. You need to be fit, you need to be pressing, and you need to have energy. And the more players we get like that, the better. But he was everywhere, his passing was good in it. The- I mean, Stephen spoke about it last night, trying to make those passes. Celtic sort of, I felt, changed their tactics somewhat slightly last night. When the stats came out, Hibs had more possession of the ball. Mm. And we've seen under Maloney, the way they play, it's similar to Belgium. They play the 3-4-3. If they to them, they came and tried to give it yeah. a go yeah. last night. It was great to watch a game like that, and it rarely happens. But the way Celtic were pressing Hibbs was different, I felt, from how they've pressed teams. Usually it's Celtic play their 4-3-3, and we go out there and we play our game but Rogic was right up there pressing with Maeda and the two wide players so we pressed their back free and one of the fullbacks, whatever side it went out to and one of the midfielders took the other fullback. so Hibs were trying to play out fair play to them they are quite good at it at some points, trying to break into their midfield but Celtic's pressing was very good as well and that's where the first goal came from and it was good to see that we we change the tactics as well I felt that Celtic didn't have as much possession but I felt that was kind of meant because when we got the ball, we've seen it with Hitati. Mm. He was trying to get the ball forward. If we've got guys like Maeda, Jota comes back, a bad at his Pace and uh, Kyogo, get the ball early to these guys. Look at the cup final at hibs. Mm. We've seen what we can do if we get those through balls early. They've got the pace, they've got the the drive and the runs to make. So it sort of changed it up slightly and it looked good. And it, I just feel that Getting into our away games and going further down, these wee tweaks will benefit Celtic. I think. We,
1: I think. Uh, we, I think there's an element of us letting Hibs have the ball as well a wee bit, you know, because we, we were going to they were going always going to try and play out, and we thought, well, okay, so if you want to try and play out, because they didn't really get out their own half enough. No, lot. It, it, it was just it was plump, 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 shut down and then the ball was right back at the headside side. Yeah, we're, we're making them make it Plump, plump, plump is yeah. the noise the ball makes as it's been passed up the pitch. I'm sure that's know? what Sean Maloney would be yeah, saying. Goes, hey, so plump it to him. And <laughs> then.
3: It must be a Belgian word. But the, way, <laughs> the way that we, we were playing was good because it allowed Hibs to come on. It is mm. it, It's another thing that's like adding to the Arsenal because we do have options now. We, we might not just see like this is our best of living. Let's play this. We've talked about how we've struggled to beat the low block. Another fast pacey player in there is something else that you are going to give teams to think about so it's another one we can go right okay then when you look at if Maeda's not having a great game or if Abadda's not having a great game move Maeda out wide bring on mm-hmm. Jackie Marcus up front and that's another sort of target man physicality up there so it's just these these options now after a couple of players coming
1: in and you're like it's 54% possession Hibbs had to Celtic's 46 hundred eighty two passes as well to Celtic's 507 more possession more passes Stephen
2: Yeah I mean it is, it is impressive for a team to actually come and try to win the game granted they didn't actually get anything from it but I'd much rather see that I've, I'm, I have an awful lot more respect for teams who try to do that than to just sit in and, and destroy you because it does absolutely nothing for anyone I, people could argue very obviously with me and say well Livingston got a point and, mm. and Hibbs didn't so that's obviously the wrong approach but I think long-term, if teams try to actually win football games,
1: call me crazy, yeah.
2: but they may actually manage it on on an occasion. I think but you don't
1: leave the stadium hating Hibs the way you leave. <laughs> yeah, and really, exactly. teams come to Celtic Park, they should be playing for our respect. Yeah,
2: yeah That's that's, that's, that's,
1: that's why they're there. Um, Sean Mone gets my respect. I think he's done good. He's done good. He has done good <laughs> since he came... He's done well since he came into Hibs, but I think he handles himself really well in these that's interviews. And yeah. in a lot of the interviews... You get the impression that they're trying to like scruffy seed and all. That. Are we, Sean? How you doing and all that? Yeah, you're looking forward right. to being back at Celtic Park and all that. And I heard an interview midweek with him where he's like, "Oh, big, big game for you at Celtic Park. Are you look to get back." And he was like, "Well, you know, ultimately, I'm, I'm preparing my team to win." Yeah. I, I, I think Sean Maloney's got the the makings of a good manager. Then a lot of these guys start off the makings of a good manager. You know, Jack Ross started off that way. Paul Hartley, all these sort of ex players come in a lot and they make a really good impact in their first job. But they never really have that longevity.
3: He seems different, Sean Maloney, yeah, but doesn't he? Yeah. He's got yeah. he's got that
1: pedigree behind him,
3: obviously. Of course, like, to talk about a big game at Celtic Park. I mean, I helped out at the Euros and the mm. the World Cup. Helped out, he's coached there. That's given him a disservice. He's he's got a high pedigree coming in, and it seems like we we've, we've met him, we've interviewed him, and he, he does think about the game. You can tell that he's a bit a bit different from everybody else, yeah. and I really hope he does well. I think we need a better challenge from teams like Hibs and Hearts because if Celtic Rangers are just going out battering every team, it's not going to be great, is it? We're just going to be relying on beating each other in games. But if Hibs can sort of do well, but the way they're playing as well, I'd much rather watch that as a fan than watch what we see from other teams just sitting in there because Hibs, despite not creating many chances, I can see them going somewhere because Mm. that's only three games in. And compare that to the Hibs we've
2: seen in the cup final it's night and day for me I think with Maloney what you mean is that the main difference is he's not a wee dafty he's yeah, not one yes. of these wee Scottish dafties even the stories about him from when he was a, a really young player as well are that he was ultra ultra professional ultra like, sensible guy like yeah. a serious football guy and all that so I'm not surprised at all that he has made a bit of a name for himself in coaching and he's branched into management for the first time as well I hope he does well nice there. changer <laughs> I know I, I hope he does well there I mean I, no real, no interest in Hibs whatsoever and I'm glad that he didn't take in from Celtic but I'd like to see him do well as well as a coach because you never know when we might need another one further down the
1: line well that's it
4: a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at UH1.com it's that time of the year
1: Now despite Hibbs doing very well they couldn't break down the Celtic defence Carter Vickers and Startfelt in there Stephen which was unusual to me listening once again to (laughs) Sportsound Stephen's head is in his hands here this is a gripe Stephen's been on (laughs) for the best part of a couple of months now but it's like Sportsound are trying to spite you Stephen because you started this you went I'm hearing this a lot but it doesn't actually stand up to any scrutiny and now it's every single time particularly Carol Starfield takes the pitch but Michael Stewart right Michael Stewart I like Michael Stewart okay as a pundit you're one of the best that we have right he said he said he can't understand why Celtic aren't in for John Suter fair enough right yeah, decent okay. point John Suter's mm-hmm. a decent footballer but he went on to say that John Suter's better than Carter Vickers which is Stephen means that face Stephen's making. <laughs> means that opinion. Sucking air sharply through my teeth there if you, if you didn't see that. Just wrong. There is no, Carter Vickers is head and shoulders, knees and toes above John Sutter.
2: Well, I've already, we've already spoken about Carter Vickers being needlessly dragged into the Starfield debate, right? And I accepted at the time that Starfield warranted some sort of, at the very least, analysis, right? No, uh, it yeah, he, wa- he wanted a bit of doubt, a bit of discussion over it. Because I cannot sit here and say that Starfield has been perfect for Celtic or has he even been an outstanding player for Celtic? Has he been perfect? No, absolutely not. But does he warrant this weekly obsession with him being terrible? (laughs) No, and and to dedicate, I'm sorry, but to dedicate about 10 minutes of sports sound after... National broadcaster. (laughs) After a game in which Starfield was... Perfectly good. Was brilliant. It didn't put I, it, a foot wrong, really, uh, <laughs> any more than anyone else. Yeah. During which Celtic kept a clean sheet, were barely troubled to dedicate 10 minutes of it to Sports Centre. How bad a player, startfield is and how Cameron Carter Vickers, would you pay six million for him? Don't know about that. Everybody you,
1: said yes, and Michael Stewart said, oh, really? You get John Stewart for half a uh, John Souter for half a million.
2: <laughs> okay, right, but right, okay. This, the Starfield thing, I'm. Um, I'm exasperated with it now to be honest I don't know what it is a lot of people have just made their mind up about him I'm not going to drag us down the the same path of listing all the reasons that people are right to doubt him he had a terrible December he was awful in the cup final but like, people are just ignoring all the games. And there's another perfect example of people just willing to ignore the fact that he had a but very good it? game right in front of our eyes. And it, it, people immediately after the game turn to, oh, well, he's not very good, is he? Even mm. after he performs well. And I don't know what he's done to deserve that. Uh,
1: is it a case, Melee, that... You piss your pants at work once, you become the guy who pisses his pants. <laughs> but you've been in the job for five years, and you've only pissed your pants. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I think it is that we were we were talking beforehand that Stephen was trying to come up with reasons why it could be. Is it because Carter Vickers beside him is really good? And I think there is
1: an element. Yeah. We, I think there is an element of that 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 it's just a. It's kind of like they just want an interesting story. Carter Vickers, so you've got the solid one, and you've got the the haphazard guy. Mm. But he has a bad. He has a bad game, or a pretty poor game and I think some of the times we start felt it's down he makes one mistake in his head goes, yeah. he, goes he, he, he starts to doubt himself and all that he has one bad game but it's like it's following him about and as Stephen said I thought he was great yesterday He won a bad game and you're labelled a
3: prat <laughs> I think it is the the start he had that game against Hearts where he had. but I don't even think he did a training session he was thrown in and mm. caused the first goal and all that fair enough but if, if you're going to hold on to that for the, the whole of his career like I'm sorry, it's Celtic. Every player we sign has flaws in some way. They'll come out in the first game or the second game or down the line. But what happens if Kyogo keeps getting injured? He's brilliant. But if he keeps getting injured, mm. is it are we not going to have a go at him there? I mean, Steven spoke about it last night. Maeda had a terrible pass over right in front of us. And everybody just went, ah, they join me. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if it was somebody else like Nikki Johnson, Greg Taylor, mm. or somebody, somebody, even Starfield, who's had criticism, we'd be be right on their back. And that's up to us as fans. Like Tony Ralston managed to change people's minds mm. as well. So it can, it can happen. But looking at the whole defence, Starfield was great last night. He stood over the ball at one point. But every single player last night had something I thought, they never looked like they've seen a ball before. Tom Roggage mm. fell over the ball and was. Terrible at some passes. Uh, who else? Greg Taylor had a couple up. Like, what are you doing?
2: Yuranovich had a pass just go through his legs for no mm. reason. That...
3: I've, I've, they seem to be playing well and then as soon as I thought in my head, oh, he's playing well. they do something a minute later that was very silly but I thought the whole defence was fine last night. Joe Hart again, barely had a touch. Greg Taylor, thought it was harsh on Ralston because he's played so well. jaranovic didn't either deserve to lose his place either but I sort of seen last night it is more balanced with a left mm. footer over there and... I get what Ange, I think he likes Greg Taylor and yeah. sometimes I can see it, the the one you spoke about, Jamie, where he plays it to a badder. I kind of think that's meant, if Greg Taylor gets it and gets it into the dangerous area quickly, Celtic so go on the front foot instantly and got a penalty out of it or if it hadn't hit his hand, they did have got a good chance. So I can see why he quite likes Greg Taylor. I just need him to be a wee bit more consistent. There's times in the match where he did have the ball drive into that space if the early pass isn't on or Just do a wee bit better, Greg. But I think, look, he's been out for a while. He's coming Mm. back. I'll give everybody the benefit of the doubt last night because everybody looked a bit rusty going into the second half
2: on the Starfield thing a final thing uh, I f- I'm becoming conscious of the fact that I might just be sitting here the longer this goes on the m- I might just be sitting in this seat going and yeah do you know what he had a terrible game at Hearts yeah. and yes he did score that comical long goal in Europe and do you know what yeah it might have had a, <laughs> I, <laughs> it might have been sent off in a comical you fashion did no job for them and yeah do you know what he might have nearly cost us a cup final mm. and then after that yes admitted, <laughs> yes admittedly it did have and, and, <laughs> but, I, but apart from that you tell me what he He's done wrong. <clears throat> um, it might get to that stage, and I, I don't want, as much as I'm talking about it, and I seem to be the most annoyed about it. I don't want to come across like I'm coming at this from a point of view of some sort of affectation, a, like a stand of mm. a stand felt, right? I don't, <laughs> I don't. That's not the case. I'm just bewildered by this constant uh, it's, scrutiny. It's, of it's the guy. that old
1: thing where they just seem to create a headline. Yeah. A yeah. Headline. Listen, I just want Greg Taylor we like you as a Celtic player. I feel bad for Greg Taylor because he's one of the only Celtic players who don't have his Instagram comments turned on. So you can't like say good game right. mate and all that. He just posts a picture up and like if, if he's not your friend, you can't. And I think there may be a time where he was getting a lot of abuse mm, on social okay. media and, and people saying, oh, you're bloody rubbish and all that sort of stuff because you know what social media is like. Uh, and he's probably turned these comments off. So just want to reassure you, Greg, that you can put the comments on. I've got nothing but nice things to yeah. say about you. It always struck me as a, he, he, Greg Taylor strikes me as a real professional. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean he's, he's knuckling down doesn't get involved doesn't get too high too low making the best of his ability making the best of his ability mm-hmm. a really professional and there's a lot of guys in that team that you just think like Maeda, McGregor um, Koyogo, we don't need to mention Carter Vickers Starfield Joe Hart You all these guys are like we're bringing like right good professionals which brings it's me like I on. Could say right good teammates <laughs> it, it, which, which does bring me on to Lee Griffiths, um, <laughs> wow! Who who is was, who was let go? And listen, we can't discuss professionalism without discussing Lee Griffiths. Lee Griffiths leaves Celtic without so much as a tweet from mm. the club. I didn't. I didn't even know it was official until they asked. And I think pre-match yesterday, if it, yeah. if it's actually went through, and he went, look, Lee Griffiths leaves this club. He comes through. The, he, did, he Ange gave a speech where he goes, look, they're all. Tra- we're all transient figures here. Lee came through the club and it's up to everyone who comes here manager or player to leave an impression and Lee Griffiths certainly did that Lee Griffiths leaves the club at 31 years of age I think for sure he's not maybe getting kept on at Dundee I think they are looking to get rid of his loan he needs to find a new club for him somewhere else he's, he's left under a bit of a cloud obviously there was lots of off-field issues that, that played played the part in Lee Griffiths' reputation at Celtic sort of being soured but as a player he was he was good for us for a period
2: no, there's no doubt about that. He was a great player for that. I mean, goes without saying he had that that season where he scored forty goals. And you don't mm. do that by accident. You don't. You don't score forty goals like don't all like, hit off your knee and all that. Yeah, obviously that it was, was a crap great... team as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it wasn't wasn't the greatest. What year day. was that? 2015, 16? 16, 15, 16. Or... Yeah, yep. yeah, the year before Rodgers came in. So looking I... at the strip right there. Oh, of course. Shannon of a strip as well. Yep. So yeah, uh, so he did have a, a great period. But since then, I mean, since the if you go back to the start of last season where it had already gone on quite a long time, but we could yeah. even go back three years and start talking about Lee Griffith's time coming to an end at Celtic. I don't want to get into all the off-field stuff because we've done it all to death at the time. Mm. I'm basically trying to talk about him as a footballer just now. It it came to an abrupt halt the start of last season when he was sent home from yet another training camp. It was yeah. there, no, two years in a row he'd been sent home from, from mm-hmm. training camps. It was this season where he was for very different reasons, but the one where Neil Lennon didn't let him go, didn't let him travel because he wasn't fit enough to Mm. to even take part in training in pre-season was was the beginning of the end to give him a new contract was outrageous madness frankly Aye, we've just paid him for absolutely nothing I it was sheer a, panic. It
1: obviously just uh, that's it panic yeah. it was obviously a height the, the, if, if anyone for Celtic ever tries to say the <laughs> summer was any panic stations all we need to do is point to that Lee Griffiths yeah. contract
2: yeah and it, it, it's over for him and I, I'm not taking any glee in this I, I wanted him to go and I wanted him to go a long time ago because that it was ta- how many times have we spoken about the circus that follows yeah. Lee Griffiths and I wasn't just saying that about badness it's clearly the case and it's, it rumbles on to this stage Day, but it has been shuttered the at Celtic now, and it's he's he's no fit, so it's over. Right, that yeah. it's as simple as that. No more talk about. I hey, bet if he just gets fit, we've been saying that since two thousand so, yeah. eighteen. So, yeah. Fit and firing. <laughs> there <you go> <laughs> it, it, that's not going categorically not going to happen. It may. I mean, it might get fit. But with how much Celtic have been doing for him in these last couple of years, is he going to get the same support at Kilmarnock or wherever he rocks up? Extremely unlikely. So I would suggest that his ability to turn
1: it on at any kind of decent level, full-time level, is probably over. I think the thing with Lee Griffiths is he always required micromanagement or you needed a lot of squeezing to get the juice out of Lee Griffiths. And as his career went on, that seemed to be more and more the case. Squeeze the gravy out of Lee Griffiths. <laughs> yes, yeah. So is the, is, the, is this, So when he first came under Neil Lennon, that signed him originally, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. To T- Neil Lennon signed him, and then Ronnie Dialis' team, and he was getting in that team because you know we were cutting budgets, and we didn't have necessarily we didn't have the options then. Brendan Rogers came in, and Brendan Rogers amplified everything that was going on at the club. Then Lee Griffiths came in again, and obviously Lee Griffiths, uh, Lee, Neil Lennon rather, a lot more hands off with Lee Griffiths, and he, he, he at that point I feel like the responsibility. Because Brendan Rogers had a goal as well, didn't he? At oh, one point, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, under Ronnie Dyler as well. Yeah. We brought
3: in other players, but Griffiths scored the goal, so managed to get back in. Mm. I mean, Dyler's first season, Griffiths was potentially going out on loan to get game time, but managed to work his way back in. And that's what I always felt with Lee Griffiths. If he's coming in and scoring goals, that's fine. But we've seen it so many times with Scottish players, like once it gets to the point where you can't rely on your base fitness and your talent when you have to do the extra things to yeah. prolong your career, he was never going to do that. And That's we've seen was... it when when Rodgers came in. Even when Rod is telling him, Lucas he's not good for you. Take that on board. And then Brendan Rodgers comes in again, raised the levels. Lee Giffords, to be fair, raised his levels yeah. and yeah. kept in there. He was a good player alongside to have alongside Dembele. But once you start getting these injuries because of the, your lifestyle and not looking after yourself. Guys like Brendan Rogers don't aren't going to have much time for you. He's lucky Lennon came in after that and he done well to come back after that and get back into the team when Celtic played the 3-5-2. But again, he threw it away. He threw it away when he was playing well, when Celtic needed him, when they are coming into that big season. Him and Edward up front was the plan. 3-5-2, there was always going to be a position for him, even when we brought in another, stri- another striker. Two out of the three would play, so he'd always get game time. And he chose to just go away and do what he wanted. And this is where he's ended up. Now, just to finish off, see the new contracts we give Lee Griffiths? Always annoyed me because it's again a guy like when we bring back Neil Lennon. Lennon did well when he came back, fair enough. But no other team's going to come in for Neil Lennon. You're going to have to sack Neil Lennon Mm. or let him go. The same with Lee Griffiths when he's over 28 years old. If you're giving him new contracts... No team's going to come in and buy him, so you're just saddling yourself with him. So you either cut your losses and see what's coming and plan ahead. Celtic didn't, and they kept giving this guy contracts because they didn't have any plans for bringing in MDLs. And this is what we're stuck with. We're stuck paying this guy eight, ten grand a week. What, that. Whatever he's on, what, for nothing. He's contributed nothing for Celtic this season, and he's put Celtic in the headlines I, for the wrong reasons.
1: I think the thing about Lee Griffiths is and what I was trying to get at is... I don't think Lee Griffiths has necessarily declined as a professional. I think he was always at this level, whereas yeah. up until very recently there was a support structure around him where he's managed to weasel his way into the team, some, well, that's unfortunate, but he's managed to score the goals that have masked everything that else has mm-hmm. gone on and managers have had to rely on him because he's the only guy in on the team that can stick the ball in the back of the net. You light a wee fire under Lee Griffiths, he gets all enthusiastic again, he comes in, but then that drifts off and then... That that season where he had to train on his own and stuck in the house and lockdown and Neil Lennon more or less came out and said, We gave everyone a fitness and diet plan and he didn't follow it and he's come in over a stone overweight. See, at that point and I know Neil Lennon or I heard Neil Lennon wanted, at that point we should have cut our losses with Lee Griffiths, because this was this was the career to, this was always going to be Lee, It was always going yeah. to end this way for Lee Griffiths. He was never going to no. come back after shed a you know a couple of oh he's he's Indian summer and he's lost a couple of stone and he's looking straight it was he always that already, like, it he? was always going to end this way with Lee Griffiths and see if he'd see if at that point, see if we'd cut the ties with Lee Griffiths, there would be none of this off field stuff. But people would look back and went, God, what a striker he was yeah. for his playing some important games, those two free kicks against England, and then he can go to Dundee or whatever, Kelti Hearts, whatever and just piss about or uh, see out the rest of his career but it's the fact that Celtic held on to him for so long when it was the writing was on the wall that he should yeah. have been he should have been long gone now I feel I, obviously I'm maybe overly sympathetic towards Celtic players all the time I do it all the time I find it very hard just to like throw one under the bus because I just remember Lee Griffiths for his his overall contributions So see this ah, he's, he's this he's that but I just I, I, I just truly feel the best thing for all parties would have been beginning of that fateful season just cut ties with the guy. Yeah, do what the manager wanted. Let Lee Griffiths go.
2: Yeah, and you're right to do that. It shouldn't be. Which I don't want to just sit here and just do a hatchet job on the guy because Aye. he did score what, 123 or four goals for Celtic. You don't, again, you don't A million do that, but quid. A million, yeah, you don't do that by not being a good player. And even if you accept that it was one outstanding season and then the rest kind of middling, but he mm. still scored important goals throughout his, his time. Mm. Even if you average out, he probably scored over the course of it, 15 goals a season, even yeah. if you average it, which is still decent, even if like one season was outstanding and weren't somewhere. So he, he did contribute, but it's just that it's a a very ugly ending to it all. And that's that's really unfortunate. What you say yeah, it's because about... Because he's so public as well, isn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah, a lot exactly. of these players
1: are coming, they just sit in the, the sidelines and then, they, like, and charm kind of just quietly left out Aye. the back door.
2: He's, he's always been doing the same things from what I can gather, from what I can guess as well, and you're right to say that it was always headed this way, what we're faced with here is just the natural passage of time as Mm. well and peak. the athletic peaks aren't made up. That that simply is is natural for every player or athlete to come to the end. If you're... Eating like an idiot when you're 23, you might get away with it just mm-hmm. due to your metabolism and natural Are you fitness. You trying to suggest
1: that Lee Griffiths eats like an idiot?
2: <laughs> if you do, mm-hmm. hypothetically, if one does... Say for
1: talking sake, you're scranning tea cakes <laughs> on this in the in the dugout. That's sort of thing. kebabs uh, after training. Uh,
2: yeah, so, so it's just it's all come to the inevitable and very predictable ending yeah. for Lee Griffiths and
1: you know, it's it's
2: over now so I'm, I'm it, looking forward it, to just worry,
1: moving on my worry for Lee Griffiths is that he seems to be at a state of so unfit he seems to be so unfit that he can't get a game for Dundee and you think to yourself as you touched on it earlier on Stephen like you're maybe too unfit now to be even playing professional football because yeah. I was listening to a podcast with Paul Hartley recently and he, he's Kelty Hearts manager and they're no full time, but he's what he he's saying is, I want professionals in here. I want guys that are you know fit and look after themselves and look after themselves off the pitch. And I was thinking to myself like. Lee Griffiths might not even get a sort of higher end part time club if he's if he's not prepared to look after himself and well, uh, that ship's probably sailed. Well, you may it?
2: be fit, simple as that. No, you don't. No, they have to has to be with Cristiano Ronaldo, but mm. you have to be to some degree athletic. Right, that, that's just a fact with it. And I don't believe that it works down in increments. I don't believe you could be like right peak of fitness. He scored forty goals, puts on two stone. Right, he'll probably score twenty goals now. <laughs> that, that's yeah. not how it works at all. Like you're you're still going to need to be in the right positions and make runs mm. and all that. And it's you know, the next of him now just doesn't suggest that he's going to do that and uh, can you see
1: him ever I'm just going to get fit. It's all those Edinburgh boys. (laughs) Lee Griffiths, Uh, Gary O'Connor Deke, they're all crackpots (laughs) (laughs) they they all just sort of their careers just sort of fitter out and they put on full stone.
3: It's a shame because when you're looking at the guy like like, wasted talent again it it, it could have been he had a great a very good career compared to a lot well, of people. It. He would but probably sit here and argue
1: saying, well, You can't what do you call me waste of talent for? Look how much I've won. Yeah. Look at my medals. Look how much money I've made. He should still be playing for Celtic, but that's the mm. problem, it?
3: He should still be maybe not the guy playing up front. Well maybe we've moved on a wee bit now with, with fans but he should have still been playing for Celtic the past two seasons. He yeah. should be going from Celtic and going with the best wishes of most of the fans and going another SPFL team or down to England in one of the lower leagues and get carving out another couple of years. But you just see him plummeting down the leagues now. And again, it's a, it's a guy like Lee Griffiths. We've we seen it coming and you're like, come on, mate, screw the nut. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be too late. But I just, I want the same as what I want from Neil Lennon from Lee Griffiths. If he comes out and says, my Celtic hell or whatever does sells his story or whatever, mm-hmm. I want to see responsibility taken because you as a professional footballer, your job is to be a professional footballer. Yeah. You can't just be a footballer. You need to be professional. Look at the best players in the world right now. Look at even your average player. They'll probably have their own personal trainer. They'll probably have a diet plan. They'll be doing extra things he can't just be that footballer anymore that trains and then does what he wants out with that because everybody else is doing the
1: other stuff and you get left behind, son. Stephen, from Deliveroo's to Socceroo's, <laughs> uh, Riley McGee, not as good oh. as the Invoice uh, Deliveroo for that as well, by the way. had a go at me for getting his name yeah. wrong and you just done it there. Well, I said Riley McGree. I said McGee. Did I? I'm sure uh, I don't did. know the listeners will M- say. McGree. Uh, anyway, you don't need to, you know, at least don't ruin the joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he knocked his back oh. uh, a player that Ange was interested in um, Middlesbrough I think I don't know if his agent was playing some games there we had a good offer accepted his agent probably just went by the way here's what Celtic have offered can you top it Middlesbrough desperate for promotion um, got their grubby paws and some more money and he decided to sign for them they put up a wee jokey tweet saying some people play red to green yada 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 and um, Do you want to go and podcast in Middlesbrough?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It depends on the author, I suppose. I mean, I'm I'm open. I'm open the author's getting in touch Middlesbrough.
1: But, uh, Nobody wants to live oh, the trade wants, in Middlesbrough. No, no, absolutely nobody wants to
2: live there. Surely, I, apologies if you if you happen to be from that horrible. horrible <laughs> <world>. <laughs> but, no, I know. this That's just how it works. Man, we've been gazumped. It's like yeah. right, that yeah. old tabloid favourite. We've been gazumped to do play a player. Going bit. to play football? We Saul Bamba. <laughs> yeah, so, so Bamba. Yeah, I said decent career as well. Matt, Matt Remember him? Former Rangers oh, ace. Man. Look, it, it just happens. It is. It'd be chullish of to sit and go I oh, was pishy anyway because Ian's clearly wanted yeah. him He's, he was honest about that he was very open about that but it hasn't worked out so we move on as they uh, say as, as that uh, famous tweet said yeah we, um, I could have seen I could have seen him working quite well but obviously with take coming in and playing the way he has mm. it's very quickly like kind of Riley Who it, it went from Riley Who and then there was two days of yes Riley McGree and then it's back to Riley Who yeah. so all's well
3: yeah I'm not going to lose much sleep over a guy I hadn't heard of a week ago yeah if he wants to go to Middlesbrough it's a lot more money these guys he's probably grown up watching the English Premier League so to these guys that's the Holy Grail that's where they want to get to he's a guy from Australia fair enough hmm. so sort of maybe use Celtic or whatever however it didn't work out if he wants to go there it's very up and down with Middlesbrough this season he could be challenging for promotion and get into those playoffs and maybe get there and hmm. next season fight and relegation it's a very difficult league so I'm not going to say good luck to him, but he's he's made his bed. So fair enough. If you don't want to come to Celtic,
2: it's not really that big a deal. I it? saw someone make the point that I think Middlesbrough only offered him an extra two grand a week or something mm-hmm. like that, and that seems like it's it's nothing. But how many weeks are there in a three year contract? <laughs> <laughs> because that's three hundred thousand pound over the course of that. It's, it's quite a lot of money, really. It's a lot
1: of, ch- a lot of cheddar, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> uh, Ange was pretty upfront about the uh, transfer things. I like. He's Ange. Just can he be asked by any? Of our sort of tabloid media's crap, no. can he? It just can't be else with it. And when they asked him about players he was linked with, I think this was directed at Martin Boyle. So the Martin Boyle stuff. He says, "Well, no entry. Any of the twenty names you hear that are going to be linked? It's all lies. I think actually we're a wee bit cute there as well hmm. because w- I'm pretty sure we're probably, you know, in the, still in the market for maybe one or two guys yeah. if they come up. So he's like, any names you hear? It's all crap. It's all lies. It's their agents pushing the pushing moves and all that sort of stuff." So uh, he's he's sort of getting ahead of these transfer rumours, isn't he? Yeah,
3: I think he is. Like, we got three guys in early and that's brilliant. If we had a... The usual with Celtic, if it had been spread over the window, three good players coming in, you'd be happy with that because it's the, the very start. We want more. We want yeah. more. But it shows we were in for, uh, for the Australian boy, Riley, and I think... We wanted to... Ah, I forgot you said so <laughs> I know he
1: did. me up.
3: That's why I just... Uh, Shut it. I think yeah. we got away with it. Just, yeah. just keep going. No keep right. going. Uh, so I think we're, we're looking for a player in that mould, which if Anne says that's so us for a way, I think it has to be get the players out before we can get them in. That's mm. fair enough. There are guys in there that are sucking a lot of wages up. But if somebody comes up get them in, I still think we could do with a central midfielder.
1: Stephen, any any transfer transfer window wishes? It is the 18th of uh, January as we record this.
2: Uh, I feel very differently. A, 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 a triple, a shock triple swoop on New Year's Eve will do that to you. <laughs> you, you feel very differently about very it. tabloid headline there. <laughs> yeah. Do we need maybe a couple of other things? It's, a, it's hard to pinpoint it now because what I said when all those players come in was that you can actually see the reasoning for all of them being brought in. They yeah. address quite a lot of the problems that we have mainly at the time we had no attacking players we were missing David Turnbull and we don't have a replacement for it we kind of do now yeah. and you know Eddie Gucci kind of goes in with that kind of mess of midfielders we've got just mm-hmm. now it remains to be seen where, where he'll fit in in that particular pecking order could we maybe do with fullback reinforcement I think perhaps? Well, one Is position it?
1: people were talking about was just on the midfield before actually I talk about that just the, uh, with with these midfielders that we've brought in and watching Hatati's performance against Hibbs, I just sort of picture in my mind and standing at the touchline. Obviously, the guys on the bench behind him, and every time Hatati does something like runs or tackles or wins the ball, he just looks over at McCarthy and goes. <laughs> 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 just, just spends the whole game going. I'll oh, do it to the camera. Just spends the whole game going. See that? Well, that's what I'm after. Um, one position people were talking about was maybe goalkeeper. We need yeah. we need a backup goalkeeper. Um, Barkas is obviously on his way at the club. It's been well publicised. Um, but B- uh, Bain, a new deal. That's what it's was coming to. What's that, doesn't it? Scott Bain gets a new deal to twenty twenty four. It's kind of like Scott Bain is basically your typical third choice keeper, and he? he's 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 the Lucas Zaluska of this <laughs> right, current yeah. Celtic team. And he
2: played altogether far too much. Did old Zaluska. didn't he? But uh, ach, it's underwhelming. I think a lot of people were annoyed with it, and I'm th- struggling. I, I no, I mean I'm just.
1: Can shrugging I I don't really. I'm not really i am no I'm not angry at it like yeah. he, he's obviously doing enough to impress the manager he's obviously doing enough to carve out a key for himself he's another one who well manager's obviously given his sanctions a new deal for him he's another one who was kind of like he just came out came out of kind of nowhere we were struggling yeah. for a goalkeeper he was on his way to Hibs, Done. he'd fell out with Neil McCann <laughs> Real life are player Neil McCann <laughs> how, cast can, him out. how could anyone do that? How could <laughs>
2: anyone follow with
1: Neil McCann? It cast him out of Dundee and then he ends up fault. and then <laughs> he ends up getting a carving a good career for himself out at Celtic. Yeah, and
2: that's, it that's was underwhelming. It was a surprise to see them announce that. Uh, we did Melly said, we didn't get the email. We usually get emails mm-hmm. from Celtic want Celtic want us to publicise
1: things for them.
2: It would get yeah. uh Still get on my signed ball, Celtic.
1: <laughs> <Sorry>. Signed <laughs> women's team ball for my niece's okay, auction. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, disgusting, but it's, mm-hmm
2: what a fool. I feel, I'm always the guy as well. See, when we're talking about a uh, backup players, I'm always the guy who says, right, no, that's not how that works. You don't want guys who are crap, but they'll do it for backup, right? Yeah. You don't want that because that's no use to anyone.
1: You want people no. who can come in and i sort of have just remembered new Lennon saying I've got three first, three third choice. people you <laughs> yes. How rude this, how is that? How unfair that?
2: You want guys who can come in, like, say for example, new Ralston, he can probably fill in a right back at, at adequately right but i feel very differently than uh to the towards that than i do a goalkeeper because yeah. in that position you can't afford to have a guy who's just there who's just happy to and before i go any further i don't want to imply that scott bain is just an utterly useless goalkeeper i don't think he is i think no. he's got the reputation that he's not very good and i don't think it is that great i don't think he's utterly useless and if he's just if he's content to spend the next four years being obvious understudy to Joe Hart for now and we'll see what happens when Joe Hart gets a little bit older that's maybe my... he comes in or maybe Joe Hart is replaced again and mm. he's oh. and all of a sudden we've had Scott Bain for like eight years yeah. and he's played a bit of a part I, I'm fine with it to be honest that's my
1: one worry with this and that's what I'm, uh, I want to bring up if God forbid Joe Hart gets injured and Barkas leaves the club which is his wish in this January window apparently his? That, <laughs> right, well not <that> every, everyone's <laughs> ever, ever Christmas wish um, the, that, that drop off from Heart to Bain is enormous.
3: Yeah, and it's not just the, the goalkeeping, it's the leadership as well, yeah. isn't it? It's team. Every team's got this sort of guy that hangs about the goalkeeper and is just there, I think. Ask Joe Hart.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Various other yeah. clubs, yeah. yeah.
3: He, he's done it, but he can come in. I don't ever see Scott Bain coming in and making a claim for it. I think mm. he's another one that maybe suffered from the last season and you just sort of want all of that, all the players that didn't really do well last season, out so we can forget about it. If he's there... Not playing fair enough for me, and I think Ange was on after the game mm. last night talking up to Oluweyemi all the yeah. so he's brought he's been brought into the first team, so maybe he's one for the future. He's and taking him out of the B team and he wants him training with the first team, so there's progression there. We're always wanting young players to get a chance. Well, if Joe Hart gets injured, all the might be in with a shout. Yeah. And look, you need keepers because we've seen when you do, uh, yeah, especially with Covid. Uh, Barkas ended up coming in he was maybe fourth, fifth choice so we need a third choice keeper I would like a better keeper to come in to be second choice but second choice keeper's is a hard thing to sell to any good keeper yeah, because exactly. you're not going to play yeah. Boy
2: what a podcast
1: <laughs> we'll bring this one to an end I've been Jamie thank you so much for joining us in this episode of 21 Tim's Melee would you I've like to say goodbye
2: Melee Yes, as previously mentioned I am Steven And yes, good to be back Good to be back to football And in the, in the podcast In the
1: hot seat Join us on Patreon Patreon.com Slash 20-Minute Tim's Absolute buttons You can support this <laughs> podcast And get more of us You'd love it Thank you so much for listening
4: Here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com.
2: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home.